It's not about living a risk-free faith. It's not about living a risk-free faith. It's about doing things that will make a difference. It's about making a change in your life. It's about choosing courage and faith over comfort and fear. You see, if all I ever did was talk about it, if all I ever did was listen to CDs and podcasts, what's God going to say? I mean, the reality is we're going to come face to face with God. Is he going to say, you know what, Kevin? My plan for your life was to own all the Bethel CDs. You fulfilled my calling on your life. That was it. Boom, you made it. You died in your sleep. Welcome home. So happy you are here. Is that what's going to happen? Is that what we want? Oh, man, you came to church like 50 Sundays a year. See, there you go. So you get a couple free, right? And then God's just like, you did it. Man, great job. Oh, that was so cute, guys. So cute. You lived this cute little life. And it was perfect, right? You had all of these things. You prayed all of these amazing, miraculous things. You had this, I mean, there was fire. All this stuff happened. Somebody put a mantle on you, right? And then you left. And then what happened? You're like, that was nice. I wrote it in my diary. And now what? We choose to live afraid because when the opportunity comes to exercise that mantle or to exercise that opportunity to seize the day, to live courageous, to, have, to take risk for God, not just out of foolishness, but for God, we shrink back. We crawl back. We crawl back down the cliff and we sit at the bottom in shame or whatever it is. I mean, the thing is, is it easy? We can look at people, you can look at people even up on a stage, right? You can say, it's just so easy for them. It's so easy for whoever it is to just stand up there and speak and to live this. I just wish I had that. It's so easy to look in the scriptures and say, I wish I had. It's, it's just easy for them. It comes naturally to look at Travis or, or anybody else, right? To look and say, it's just easy for them. I wish I had that. But if you were to sit down and you were to dig into those stories, if they were going to say, if they were going to come to you, they wouldn't say, oh, this is so easy. They're going to be like, this is so hard. This is hard. In fact, I can't even do it. It's so hard. I can only do it because of what the Holy Spirit is doing in me, the power that he's given me. That's the only way I can do it. You think this is easy? It's not easy. But it's so worth it. It's like that moment, like when you actually have jumped off the cliff and you're just like in the air and you're so scared and then you hit the water and then for a couple seconds you think you died and then you're like, okay, wait, I didn't die. And then you come up to the surface you're like, that was so amazing. You know that feeling you get after you take a risk, after you do something courageous, that feeling that you get? And that's what God wants for us. So then you're like, I can do that again. That's how, that's how people are able to do it. They take risks, little, little things, and they build it up till you can, you can do big things and it's not even, you're not even concerned about what other people are going to think. You can just do it. And I stand here not being like, oh man, I, just, I, take, I jump off cliffs all the time. So easy. Just, I stand here as one who often will look at the edge of the cliff and be like, God, I am so scared. I, am, I can't do this. In fact, I'm going to take a few steps back and I'm going to wait 
because God, I don't, know, I don't think I can do this. Something, in, even me and my family and my wife, like we've, we've experienced this. We've been through seasons where, where we've prayed and we sought God and we're like, God, we want you to move in our city. We want you to move in our friends and our neighbors. And we're praying, we have our small group, and nothing, I mean, nothing. It's just dry. There's no fruit. We're like, God, what are we doing and you feel these little n- nudges being like, just, just, just take a little bit of risk. Just, just try. Just trust me. You can trust me. Aaron, if you can actually come up. And I've always got this story that's really kind of maybe even summing up our lives right now. Just about trying to live like this as broken people. But this is my wife, Erin. Hi. Okay, so... Basically, there's been, for us, <clears throat> quite a few areas that we're feeling like God's calling us to jump off some cliffs. And um, this is just one of them that's been really cool. And I have to tell you, before I start, that I have been more alive in the past two months since this started than I think I've ever been in my life. Wow. Just like, yeah. So I want to tell you what I've realized over the past few months is that when God calls us to jump off a cliff or take a big risk for him. What he's doing is he's inviting us to partner with him and what he's doing. And that can sound like really cliche, but like, think about that. It is. And it's, I've realized like the honor that that is, that he's asking me, Hey, Aaron, I can do this myself, but you want to do this with me? And ah, it's just, it's awesome. So, um, I have this friend, her name is Christina. I met her two years ago. And to be honest, When I met her, I was in a really hard place in my life with a lot going on, and I didn't really have, this sounds really bad, but I didn't have a lot of time for a new friendship. And I kind of wrote her off a little, and one day I was driving in my car, and I felt God say to me so clearly, like a rebuke to me, Erin, she is in your life for a reason. So I started to, I was like, okay, God. So I started to be friends with her and really grew to love her. And... um, yeah, that's just a long story, two-year friendship of some things that just developed. And, and I have to tell you, I'm not afraid to stand up here and talk to you guys, talk about what God's done, but I, in my life, have really struggled with um, just boldness in sharing my faith with non-Christians. And I say that, like, it's being really vulnerable, but I say that because I believe that there's other people in this room, and I want you to hear this so you know I'm not some super Christian. Like, I am like you, but God can set you free from that. And he wants to give a lot of you stories like this in the next, even soon. So just have faith for this. But anyway, so um, in September, Kevin and I, one night, it was kind of random. We were just watching the Holy Ghost movie. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. And um, (laughs) we were watching the Holy Ghost. Oh, that too. (laughs) So we were watching that movie. And it's so random. This movie had nothing to do with my friend Christina. But as we're watching, I just so clearly felt Holy Spirit say to me, call Christina and ask her if you bought her a Bible, if she'd read it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is totally me. I better go to bed. I'm tired. Too much pizza. Like I'm like, and the whole movie, like I'm not saying anything to Kev, but I'm feeling like nauseous because I'm like, I am not doing that. Like she's not interested. This is totally me. This is silly. And so I went to bed. I didn't sleep pretty well the whole night. So I get up at five in the morning and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I sent her a text at five in the morning, which was probably silly, just saying, Christina, this might sound really silly, but I just want to know, if I bought you a Bible, would you read it? So she writes me back 
hopefully no one's offended by this. She writes me back, Jesus Christ, Aaron, I haven't even had my coffee yet. And then, and then she says to me, and then she says to me, well, I want you to know, first of all, that I'm never going to be a church person. And yeah, so <laughs> it was good. So I, I said to her, I said, this is, I said, Christina, it's not about being a church person. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. And and I have to say, the whole significance of the, this happening during the Holy Ghost movie was I realized over that night that this isn't me. Like, I need the Holy Spirit in me to be bold. And anyway, so long story short, she said, okay, I'll do it. And so she finds an excuse to come over the next day and picks up her Bible, and she's all excited. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, meanwhile, we're trying to... <clears throat> talk to a lot of people about reading their Bible. And, like, I just, like, love the Bible. Like, this is, I just have realized, like, this is God speaking to me. And oh, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just have, I was feeling really frustrated that we're trying to talk to these people who go to church every week about, you need to read the Bible. And we actually challenged a group of people to read Nehemiah. Over two weeks, and someone said to us, oh, 16 chapters. And, and this was actually the week that my friend got her Bible. And um, anyway, so she, yeah, she writes me a few days later, okay, I'm done, what's the next assignment? She had read John in about like three or four days. And um, so anyways, in the past few months, she has read like probably three quarters of the New Testament. And she just keeps going and being like, what next, what next, what next? And she calls me every few days and says, like, I have a, some, or not every few days, every few weeks. I have a few questions, and she knows nothing about the Bible. And it's so cool because I was so afraid, but I've just been able to just say, like, here's what I'm reading, and I'll just, like, put the gospel message in a text message. And she's like, yeah. And I said to her a while ago, well, there's some reason why you're so drawn to the Bible. She said, yeah, it's just you. And I said, no, it's not me. It's God in me. And... um. The story is not done, but it's just so cool. Um, yeah, just getting to partner with God. I had no idea that this, this girl was so open. And it made me wonder, how many times has God given me little nudgings like that when there's been something so cool to partner with him with, when I've missed it? And one other thing, I had a um, Thursday night, I had, or Friday, I don't know, Wednesday night, I had this dream that I thought was just really random. And then as I've thought about it, it's not random, but I had this dream that I was um, in a room and someone came in, a lady came in with a gun and said, you have four minutes, she said to this group of us, you have four minutes to convince me of your faith. And if you don't, you're all dead. And so obviously pretty scary. And I just, I remember I stood up and I'm watching myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm the one who's going to try to talk. I don't know how to talk. And I said to her, all I know is I was blind, but now I see. Which, if you've read the Gospels, that's what the man who Jesus healed of blindness said. And then I just started yelling in tongues to her. And, <laughs> and I remember watching myself and thinking, I am so dead. Like, what? That's the most ridiculous thing. But then, looking at her, and she just put her gun down and just stared at me. And the next day, I was like, just praying about that. And I felt God say to me, you don't have to have the right words. It's your testimony and the power of the Holy Spirit that will convince them. And so, yeah, I just, I wanted to speak that story over you guys who felt how I feel. Like you don't have the words and maybe you feel awkward. Like it's not you. So don't worry about it. Just Holy Spirit on you. So yeah, it's good.
Yeah. Right? What is it that you want? What is it that you've been asking God for? Who is it that you've been asking God for? What is it that you want? Have you asked God for something? Because I think for me, I mean, it's crazy with this story with Christina. We, we hang out with their family, and it is totally just different. But it's, um, you know when you can hang out sometimes with Christians, and then you leave, and you're like, I just feel so, like, blah, hanging out, and like that. I just, like, ha- and like, and then you go, and sometimes you hang out with, like, these non-Christians, whatever, but they're making their way towards Jesus, and you're like, that was the most amazing spirit. Like, that was, that I'll trade, I'll trade 10 of my Christian hangouts for, like, this, because you see God at work, and the thing that Aaron is saying that I just, I, I mean, it's true. God wants to use you. He said that I have called you. You are the one who is to lead whoever. You are the one who is to lead whatever. That you are the one. It's not somebody else's job. You're not going to wait for your pastor to come to your work and and talk to all your friends about Jesus. You're not going to wait for for some other Christian to come and and just play the card of, well, I'm just sowing a little seed of, of kindness. I'll fill up their water, whatever. It's like, listen to the Holy Spirit. Ask God, what is it that you want me to do? And man, being here this, like, if you do not believe that the Holy Spirit speaks, listen a little more. Because he speaks. And so my biggest thing that my hope for you is that you would take, you take a chance. Take a chance on God. Risk for him. We're willing sometimes to risk for our our finances, we're willing to risk for, for a girl or a guy. We're willing to risk that way, but, but when it comes to God, we're a lot more hesitant to risk. I mean, and what greater return? If we're talking about investment, sure, we'll make a spreadsheet and we'll show you some sort of like return on investment, that this is the greatest return that you could ever get. So, um, so it's funny. So we, we shared this story about, so it's, so this, this situation in this story, this girl has been evangelizing our Christian friends who sit, so she'll take her Bible to swim because she doesn't know that you're not supposed to take a Bible to public places. She'll take it to swimming lessons where her kids are and she'll read the Bible. And so we're telling our friends this. And then some of our friends are saying, um, because of that, I started, I took my Bible. I was really scared, but I took it to McDonald's and I read it. And some people are saying, you know what? She's read all of this. I'm going to read my Bible. So listen, um, listen to what God is saying to you. You don't have to worry about how You don't have to worry about all these things. Maybe God has given you this great, big dream vision. You don't have to worry about how. 10, 13, however many years ago, long, long, long ago, God spoke something that I got to listen to in Travis, and we're seeing that now. You don't have to worry about how. You just worry about who. 
you worry about God and hearing his voice. So um, what I would encourage you to do, I see a lot of you guys have notebooks. I would encourage you to write this question down in your notebook. And you're writing this not to yourself, but you write it. And some, when I write my prayers out, I, I write a little K when I'm speaking. And then when I feel God speaking, I write a little G. Or a big G, but it's little because it's on paper. And then I put a little circle around it. And then I say, God, what are you saying? And so here's the question that I want the Holy Spirit to speak into you. An answer for you. is What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What are you asking of me? That I've been disobedient, that I've been scared, that I've been running from. What is, because I think lots of us, we want the new thing, but what is the thing that we haven't been faithful to yet? So what is that thing? So write that down, pray, seek God on that, and I'm going to pray, and then, um, so let me pray over all of us, over all of us. Father, I thank you so much that you do amazing, beautiful, crazy things, God, that you invite us to partner with you, that you call us to lead, Jesus, that all of us are leaders. Every single one of us in this room is called to lead in some way or another. So, Father, I pray that we would hear what your Holy Spirit is saying to us, I pray those things that you've spoken into our hearts would be quickened and reignited. And God, I pray that we'd be faithful. Lord, I pray you'd give us strength when our strength fails. I pray you'd give us courage and faith when ours falters. I pray you'd help us to defeat fear with your love. And so God, I pray that you'd speak to each of us. And I pray that all of us would have stories, God. The next I mean, the next advance, God, we would all be having stories of what God has done in our lives and how he has moved. So, God, I pray you do that in all of us here and in me, God. Work in me, Holy Spirit. So we ask you to work, God. And we know you will. We trust you. You're so good. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Kevin. Um, And thanks, Aaron, wherever you are.